Super Speedway. Welcome to episode 183 of the Super Speedway podcast, recorded Wednesday, February 17th, 2021. I'm your host, Eric Young, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, James Cush. James, we're into the season, man. The season started. Officially official, the Daytona 500 edition of the Super Speedway podcast. Yeah, the Daytona 500, the Daytona, what, eight hours, ten hours, how long? The, uh, yeah, the uh, the 16 hours of Daytona, yeah. yes, Jesus. whatever that was. Freaking rain crap for Daytona is getting ridiculous. It's getting it's old. Been, is it two of the last three, three, no, three of the last, no, yeah, two of the last three years. I was going to figure it out because, like, we went, it was... <clears throat> It wasn't that long ago that we had the very first Daytona 500 that was postponed ever. Yes. And then now it's just like every year it's rain now. Well, they messed with the schedule and that's what they get. Yeah, but it was back to normal this time other than that we started, you know, at late in the afternoon like idiots. You opened up Pandora's box. Big Bill wouldn't have it. (laughs) Right. Big Bill wouldn't have allowed the the date changes back Uh. in the day. Well, you know who wasn't bothered by the uh, the late finish to the Daytona 500? I can bet there's one guy. Michael McDowell, James. Michael McDowell. Your Dana Daytona 500 <laughs> champion, Michael McDowell. So I have a question here. What do you call this? Because, I mean, it's an upset, but it's not an upset, right? I mean... He's there well, in watch, all of these things. None of us are surprised he won it, right? Eric, every time you and I talk about super speedway races, what's the one name that you and I always bring up? Exactly. It comes up every time we talk about this thing. Yeah. And it's like it's it's an under, it's an upset that he finally pulled it off, but if you're if you're watching NASCAR on a consistent basis, you're not surprised that he was in position. Right. You know, eventually the eventually the uh you know, the the dice were going to hit for, for the 34 car and, and it happened. Right. Yeah. It's like, it's the least surprising underdog story in, in maybe the history of the 500. I mean, nobody's surprised. I don't think, but it's still, I mean, it's still a major accomplishment and it's still an underdog story because he's not supposed to win. You know, no, for real no, motorsports not. is not supposed to win a race. In no, the he's series. supposed to. Yeah, he's supposed to be there and get the top fives and get the top tens at the Daytona 500. And he's the nice story every year. We always are like, yep. hey, Michael McDowell, look at that top yeah. 10. Yeah, nice, exactly. Nice top five, Michael. Right. Um, but Eric, it's when you're playing Russian roulette with the Daytona <laughs> 500, especially the way that it is now. Yeah. I mean, it was going to fall to somebody eventually. Yeah. You know, this happens at Daytona. It always has. There's always going to be. You know, it seems like every 10 years now, um, <laughs> you know, there's going to be that random name that's going to get plucked from the, you know. Yeah. But yep. you think about it. We, we talked about it last week, Eric, the, the race that you went to, Trevor Baines, 500. Yep. Wasn't really surprising. If you watch Speed Weeks, he was right. fantastic. Uh, Michael Waltrip in 2001, uh, not really surprising. He was really good at those races and he had a really good piece uh, that year. So. Yep. You know, I, I guess he was probably the biggest upset. Derek Cope's definitely, you yeah. know, we'll talk we'll talk about him later. That's probably the biggest one, right? Uh, when you go way way back, but man, yeah, that was. Uh, I, I don't know. Are you are you happy for Michael? Oh Obviously, yeah, definitely, right? definitely. I mean, I, you know, Michael's one of those guys that, aside from last year when he wrecked Bubba in the in the, you know, prelude to the All Star race, um, everybody likes Michael McDowell. I mean. It may be one of the good ones. Maybe now, finally, Michael McDowell's highlight will be winning the Daytona 500 and not wrecking at Texas during during qualifying. Well, exactly. And that's <laughs> and that brings me to. So remember when I told you and Todd to watch Lost Speedways? OK, yeah. A Dale Jr. show. Mm-hmm. I said, I said, guys, the last episode, there's a there's a car. I said, I've had my hands on that car and it's it's pretty cool. I wanted to surprise you guys. Okay. What car that was Michael McDowell's car. Nice. From the Texas crash, I was at uh, took a trip down to Michael Waltrip Racing when I was in Charlotte. This is many years ago, like 08, somewhere around there. It was right not too long after that car actually crashed. Okay. And uh, b- before Junior got his hands on it and put it in the in the uh, race car graveyard, um, I was able to see that car in person. Nice. And it is as mangled of a mess as you can <laughs> possibly imagine. That thing was rough. But, oh, man, it was so cool to see it in person, though. But, I mean... Michael McDowell became the poster child of 
the post Dale Earnhardt safety initiative mm-hmm. in NASCAR. Like he's, he's the shining example until Ryan Newman. Yeah. And, uh, and to win this race 20 years after the you know passing of Dale Earnhardt is just symbolic. I feel like a little bit for, That's, for him. That is pretty crazy. Um, yeah. so yeah, Michael McDowell, 36 years old. Um, it was his 358th NASCAR cup series start, uh, gets his very first victory. His first victory and first top 10 finish of the year, of course, because it's the only race this year. Uh, let's see. First victory and seventh top 10 finish in 20 races at the Daytona yeah. International Speedway. So You know that last year, Michael McDowell had his career high in top 10s, four, um, but also his career high in average finishes. So seeing some improvements from, yeah. from Michael. Well, and he's a good road uh, racer, too. He's got seven races to deal with that, too. Yep, and he's starting up front uh, on Sunday yep. for, for the road course race. He'll be starting second. So One more quick very, stat. Very cool. uh, Michael McDowell's 358 starts are the second most in series history by a driver before their first win, behind only Michael Waltrip with 463 starts before his first win in the 2001 the Daytona 500. Mike and Mike. There you go. Yes. Uh, so let's talk about the Daytona 500. James, we got, uh, we got it started amid gray skies and not – real high hopes of finishing it on Sunday. And uh, we got 14 laps in before uh, they decided to wreck half the field and completely change the the makeup of this race. Um, knocked out, I think, what, 16 cars were involved in the in that wreck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. lap 14, big wreck. Um, let me see. I'm looking at the... The uh, we lost some we lost some some contenders in this thing. We lost yeah. So it, we lost Alex Bowman. We lost Eric Almarola, Matt DiBenedetto, Ryan Blaney. Blaney, man, he he had the wreck miss. He almost had it. Yeah, yeah, he did. He was good. <laughs> he wasn't the in the wreck. Nobody crossed. ever hit him. I know. <laughs> I, I thought so. I first saw the wreck and I thought Blaney had a little bit of damage. I thought, oh, but I said Blaney's gonna be fine. Blaney's yeah. gonna be fine. And then they showed the replay and I saw that front end just absolutely gobble up the grass. And I thought, oh man. Yeah. That sucks. He's done. Uh, uh, Truex. Yep. Ryan Truex Newman. And Jones. Yeah. Um, oh, I did bury the lead, though. Before that wreck, we lost another contender in Derek Cope. Oh, my God. Dude. Um, who Do made... we need to get into it Der- real quick? Derek Cope made three laps in this race. I started the race delayed, and mm. I got a message that popped up on my phone. that was, oh, thank God, from James. <laughs> and I'm like, I wonder what that is. And then I started watching the race and saw the the contact and realized <laughs> what we were talking about. <laughs> uh, I was just glad he didn't take anybody else with him. Yeah. I mean, he didn't belong out there. I'm sorry. No, I mean, he didn't. And he, he proved didn't. it all week long. There just was no reason for him to be out there. So yeah, we he, need to do something NASCAR. I know that there's uh, charters and all this crap, but we got to do something to keep a buddy of mine up. kept asking me. I, he, I kept trying to explain why Derek Cope was in this race. And all he kept replying to me was, how right and i tried to explain some more and he said how and i said well i can't really (laughs) when ty dylan misses a race fails to qualify for a race that Derek cope gets to start when Derek cope hasn't had a start in the cup series in what like 11 years i think they said been a minute yeah it's been a minute something is wrong with the system i'm sorry shouldn't be allowed out there i'm sorry nope i'm sorry Nope. Put him in a truck. If he wants to run, he can run a truck or an ARCA car, but you know, he shouldn't be in NASCAR, the 500. NASCAR wants these drivers to have experience before they go race on the big tracks when they run in the smaller series. Um, and, and, you know, I think we need to have, I think we need to have stricter rules as to who gets to get in a cup car. I mean, we can go right down to, you know, people like Quinn Hoff and stuff like that. Get these guys that, that are just in it too early. I mean, I Morgan Shepard is another famous yeah. example when he took out Logano. Yeah. At New Hampshire. I mean, now don't get me wrong. The, the, the good guys, the big guys, the guys that are supposed to be experienced make stupid mistakes too. So I don't know, but you know, there's, there's some of these guys just aren't qualified to be in. Well, these it's cars. not like Jeff Gordon came out of retirement to run the Daytona 500. That's true. That's, I mean, That's come true. on. Well, I mean, Tony Stewart almost came out of the retirement to run the run the clash, but NASCAR didn't call him back. So we didn't talk <laughs> about that on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, we didn't talk but... about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, he may come out of retirement to run the Indy 500 at some point. He, he's he's mentioned that, too, and I haven't seen that happen. As long so. as they get that two-seater IndyCar approved. He's, well, yeah, the wide version, yes. Yep. Yeah, the oh side-by-side seater is the one. That, yeah, that he'd do good in the side-by-side. He yeah. could race that. He could. He could. Um, uh, so yeah, so the big wreck kind of changes the outcome of the race and we get rain immediately afterwards and a nice long six to eight hour delay, um, while we tried to dry the track multiple times. And from what I heard, 
um, and this is through Jeff Gluck's podcast, uh, The Teardown, NASCAR was ready. They were making the call to postpone the race till Monday, but they were showing, uh, I think, the, the clash on TV and or something was going long on TV. And they're like, well, let's hold it out a little bit longer, see what happens. And they started to make some progress and the rain held off. And yep. Well, Clint, Clint Boyer said that during the broadcast that yeah. they filmed their they filmed it <laughs> that yep. they were going to be running tomorrow and they gave the time. Yep. So, so, uh, you know, great job by NASCAR, great job at the air Titans and all that, including the driver who wiped out with the air Titan. Uh, yeah, that was fantastic. <laughs> wow. It scared me. God, Jeez. I can't even imagine. You know, you, you just, so like if you take a protractor and draw the banking, the third, what is it? 31 degrees. I think Daytona. Yeah. You 30, draw yeah, that banking degrees. on a piece of paper and you look at that. It's like, yeah, it's steep, but it just, it doesn't look that steep. Stand in the grass oh, and look up dude, on the track. Yeah, I've driven around the apron of that thing, and it yep. is like looking at a wall straight up. Yep. And I think we've proven with, with jet dryers and air titans sliding down the banking at, at Daytona. We've seen it a, yeah, we've seen it a couple of times now. <laughs> These are some steep bankings. So. Yeah, that, uh, that top lane for those air titans is... I think NASCAR's got to do a little bit of something. I don't know what to help, help out there. So, I mean, there's probably not a whole lot to discuss here, James, but I mean... Well, I was going to ask you, Eric. Well, no, when I, do you want when do you want to get into the three o'clock start time? Well, that's I know you that's, want that's where I'm going. I, okay. So I don't know if there's a lot to discuss because we've discussed this and kind of beat I mean, the we, horse we to be death. Out. We have. We're still hitting that thing, and it's in the ground. But come on, like I know I get the reason that the networks want the races to start later because of ratings. But what kind of ratings are they getting when the race doesn't restart until nine o'clock at night? Not good. You that know, came out today and they were bad. They were real bad. We need to stop. When when I went to the Daytona 500, we start. I think the race started at 1230 Me or too, one yeah. o'clock. I mean, th- this three o'clock, four o'clock, five o'clock start time BS that we've been doing the past couple seasons. It's just freaking ridiculous. And I yep. think it's just because, you know, part of it is, James, that, you know, when NASCAR made this TV contract back in the, in the 2000s, we were it was a it was a popular sport it was bigger than anything else and nascar had the bargaining power and now the networks do nascar no, needs the networks big money yep it used yep. to be the other way around the networks needed nascar but now the now nascar needs the networks and the networks are getting to dictate this and it is follow the us. money eric yep when you want to look at the, where, I, where I decisions are the way they are when nascar had the money they could do what they wanted NASCAR doesn't have that anymore. I mean, you know where it's coming from because I remember, I swear the Super Bowl used to start during the day, and now the Super Bowl doesn't start until six thirty at night. Yeah, and which I was actually happy that it started at least at six. I know that was actually early. I was like, if any later, I would have been in big trouble. Well, that's the thing. Like, I mean, when you have to, when you have to take the next day off because you stayed up to watch a stupid Super Bowl, even when you don't drink, <laughs> you know that's I know that's a problem. It hurts. When you get in your mid thirties, this stuff hurts. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But I mean, blade sucks, man. We have been bitten by these late start times so many times in the last three years. When is enough? When are we going to get it out of our heads that we need to start? We would have been better off. Yeah. We would have been better off running this race on Monday after seeing the ratings on on what happened. It's just terrible. It rained, you know, and the the best part is, is it rained all week last week. Of course, the only race that was really affected was the 500. The one that matters, yeah, the one that matters the most. But next weekend, when we want it to rain, it's not going to. NASCAR <laughs> could give themselves, I know, NASCAR can give themselves a window here, and they just, I don't know, yeah. I just don't know why they can't. This TV networks have to have it at such a certain time, or at least a, get it somewhere that we can shift gears. I get, I get the the logistics of getting everybody in there, yeah. But there's a lot of logistics to having people come in on Monday to well, put a race on too. That is really I, difficult. So let's just let's make it to where we can. If we need to, and it's a three o'clock start, but the weather looks horrible, then shift it to noon. Well, here's the thing. We're in a freaking pandemic right. and nobody can go anywhere. Start the race at 9 a.m. People are going to watch because they're, no- <laughs> they're right. not going anywhere. Nobody's going anywhere. We're stuck in our houses watching the race. I mean, come on. Yeah. I don't know. We've got all the flexibility in the world. Nobody's going to the track. Uh, anyway, that horse. Sorry, horse. Taking a few more licks. Yeah, I mean, like I said, we've we've beat it to death, but it just continues to be a thing, and it's getting really old. Yeah, uh, mostly sunny, high of sixty six is the forecast for Sunday. Great. Uh, showers likely on Friday and Friday night, though, so the trucks might get to race in some rain. That'll be fun. Yeah. Let's see how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yikes. 
Um, all right. So we finally get the race back going nine o'clock at night, nine 30 at night. And, uh, I think we saw the effects of the less urgency cause we knew it wasn't going to rain again. And we saw the effects of losing a bunch of really competitive cars and nothing happened. <laughs> yeah. I mean that they just kind of single filed out and I had a little bit of a setup going cause I'm, I'm like, I got to make sure I stay awake. So <laughs> I had two TV, I had two TVs right next to each other. I had my big TV and I brought up my small TV and uh, I had the Xbox on going on one nice. and I <laughs> had the See, race going on. James, the other. That's why you need a Nintendo switch because you can just, I mean, you can't play NASCAR, but you can, you can play something while you're sitting there. Well, yeah, that's it. what I was doing. I was playing NASCAR and watching NASCAR all at the there same time. Fantastic. And your race was probably a lot better than the one that was on TV. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's Daytona 500, so it's still exciting. But man, that was a it was a snoozer. <laughs> yeah, it looked like Denny Ham. I mean, it really it was what it was. You know, you could have fast forwarded to the last ten laps of the thing and and not missed yeah. much. Um, you just never you know. know. The only, <laughs> well, the only thing that yeah, and, and the only thing that you really that really happened was. Um, the Toyota screwed up that last pit stop yeah. and that changed the race. Cause it looked like Denny Hamlin had it in the bag. Yep. He was in control again. Like he was going to win his third straight Daytona 500. I was convinced at one point I'm like, man, this dude just knows what to do. Yeah. He's just going to be there. And the Toyotas messed up their pit stop. They didn't, didn't have the strength and numbers that the Fords and the Chevys did. And, and it cost, it cost them. Yeah. Cost Toyota, them to Toyota needs to get a couple more teams, which there were, there was some talk this week that they're looking at, or they have some people looking at starting Toyota teams because they just don't have the numbers at these super speedways to, to yep. play this strategy. And Ford and Chevy's not working with them. You know, Chevy worked with them a little bit during the race, but on pit stops, they weren't. And nope. uh, yeah, that cost that, them. Yeah. Know. Cost any Hamlin's chance. Um, so yeah, uh, just, I mean, a lot of single file racing again, you never know what's going to happen, but um, we had some excitement at the end of each stage. And a little bit of excitement with pit stops. And otherwise, we ran single file a lot. <laughs> yeah. And I'm... we did it right down to the second half of the last lap of the race when they decided to start trying to pass coming out of turn two and then started pushing. And then we had the big giant wreck uh, going into turn three that uh, that ultimately got the uh, win for Michael McDowell. Um, so, I, you know. I want to say a couple things. First of all, let's let's talk about the wreck, James. Um, yeah, we got it. We got to talk about the wreck. We I know get, get Brad. Brad was really upset. Uh, Brad Kozlowski, um, obviously going trying to win a Daytona 500. Brad, you know, Brad's in the situation that Kyle Busch is in. It's the only race he hasn't, only big race he hasn't won. Only thing he hasn't accomplished in in NASCAR right now. Um, wants to get that win and and failed at it again. Um, but I mean, is anybody to? blame there i mean who's who nope. is to blame nope. nobody I mean, to blame i mean joey was blocking uh joey has to block mcdowell was pushing but mcdowell has to push you're just going into turn three in the daytona 500 and you kind of know what's going to happen if you have to place blame on one singular portion of the whole thing it's the block but it's yeah. not joey's fault to block it's his no. job to block the way this package is set it's just the way that that's just the way that it is and and what i hate about it is brad those brand Brad ran those last few laps. Absolutely brilliantly, mm -hmm. Eric. Yeah. You couldn't, nobody was making any moves and Brad showed you how to get it done. Yep. He took Harvick to school, uh, with what two to go took yep. Harvick, got Harvick out of the way, cleanly moved into second place and you could see what he was doing. He was setting Joey up all yep. the way from turn one through turn two, Brad drag. He put a little drag on the brake and got a massive run because he put the space he needed in between them. And, Damn it. He lost it again. <laughs> I, I was so, I mean, I'm hurting for the dude. Yeah. Cause he ran such a brilliant last couple of laps there and just all the skills that we know he has at this track. And it's just, man, it just doesn't happen for some dudes. And I, I, <laughs> I don't know, you know, that could have been his last run for a Daytona 500 in, in the Penske deuce. And yeah. it's, it's just sucks. It sucks. I hate it for him, man. I really do. Really do. Um, I was hoping he'd get it done. I don't think it's going to be his last in the Penske deuce because I don't think he's got anywhere to go. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't see know. where Brad goes. Yeah, I think, unless I think those those doors closed this this past season. Maybe unless we'll Austin Cindric unless Austin Cindric gets to come up. Yeah. Who knows? 
Yeah, I mean, maybe Brad ends up in an Eric Jones situation where now he's on the outside looking in. Well, I'd hope not. I mean, I, I, hope, I hope he doesn't end up at Richard Petty Motorsports, but you know what I mean? I mean, I know, I know. I just, man, man, I, I just shake my head because I feel like it was his, yeah. he, you know, and yeah, but Joey feels like it was his. Well, and and, and Austin Dylan right feels like it was his because Dylan was coming. Yeah. And, you know, part of me, there's a little part of me that says that that said to myself, damn it, Joey, you've got one of these. <laughs> but that's not that's not how it works in, no. in sports. You know, Joey didn't do anything wrong. He wanted to hold his position and win the and win the Daytona 500. And, um, you know, do I there's a lot of things I wish would have happened afterwards. Like I wish NASCAR would let him run to the line. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's I no reason about not that. To, yeah, there's no reason not to run the line, right? Well, I mean, we, there, were, we were fine. There's a problem with that, though, because okay. let's let's look at that accident, which, by the way, was a horrific accident. Yeah, and I want to talk about that, too, so we can we can cover all of our bases here. So we get Brad gets turned. Um, Kyle Busch just drills him and yeah. not lifting. Cindric, Cindric and then Cindric drills Kyle Busch not lifting, and that's why you have to throw the caution. Because until yes. you throw that yep. caution, anybody behind that wreck is not slowing down. When you when a car gets into the catch fence, yeah, it's an automatic automatic stoppage. Yep. As soon as they get Which off the ground, crazy. man, you know, and it, and I think we saw it. We saw it in the I th- was it the Xfinity race where they crashed coming out of turn four too. You yeah. know, they, you just have to throw the caution because these guys just floor it and they point it towards 500 the man. Line. Yeah. It's the 500 and it's a product of this rules package. And I know people are super excited and everybody was like, wow, what a great finish. And Eric, we're, I know Ryan Newman survived last year right. and we're thankful he did, but how many times at the end of these Daytona 500s are we going to do this? Well, I'll give NASCAR credit. Um, we've, they figured out a way, at least it's worked. So far, I'm sure that it's just luck that it's worked, but the cars aren't staying on the ground. We're getting lifts still, but they're staying rubber side down. Well, we're not doing the Austin Dillon lift. Yeah. Right. We, I mean, we saw, we saw Kurt Busch get, get in the air at Talladega last year. Car stayed right side up the, the, and landed back. Yeah. The, the post, ground. the post Newman tweaks. That right. They made, right. Yeah. yeah. So, and I mean, uh, Kozlowski got airborne, but just the back of the car got into the fence. Um, man, dude. That fence, I'll tell you, that thing is scary. When when a car hits that, it just oh, shreds it. Yeah, the turn it turns a race car traveling 200 miles an hour into a top. But it's not it really surprising because if you look at the catch fence, if you ever walked along the catch fence, you know that tubing is bigger than the tubing that's in the car for the roll cage. So of course it's going to be stronger than the yeah, roll and cage. Yeah, it's super. Yeah, and it's super <laughs> reinforced. I yeah. mean that Austin that Austin Dillon wreck a few years back was as bad as it gets. And yeah. it was because that catch fence just yeah. turned him into a, went from turned him into a helicopter. 80 miles an hour to zero. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it did. And I mean, yeah, that car did, that car didn't go a hundred feet when it hit the fence. It just, stopped. I know it just spun around. Yeah. It just got up in there and spun around that. That's a crazy video. If you yeah. watch some of the in car from that thing, if oh, we dude. go back and watch that, but well, not I mean, only Eric, that, they, this Kazowski one was too. If you watch Bubba's on board with the flames and everything, Oh yeah. Yeah, oh, man. What a bad wreck. I'll tell you. Yeah, it's again, you, you know, we get these horrible wrecks at the end of these races and, you know, we have this false sense of, secu- sense of security that everybody's well, going to walk away. Yeah. And I, and I get a pit in my stomach when I want, when I mm-hmm. see it. Yep. I, I mean, I don't know about you. I was worried I, about Kyle. It took him a while to get out of the car. I was worried about Brad too. Yeah. I just, Brad I mean, got Brad out quick. Kyle, yeah. Brad, well, Brad was furious, yeah. which <laughs> I'm glad. I mean, the helmet throwing video is something, right. something else from him too. But yeah, I was worried about Kyle and Brad and, um, cause Kyle didn't get out right away. Yeah. Kyle took, Kyle took a minute to, mm-hmm. to get out. And I thought, Oh, Kyle, maybe his legs again or yeah. something, you know, his post-race interview was excellent though. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. like no biggie, you know, just good mood and whatever. It's like, wow, that's not the Kyle I'm used to. <laughs> well, I think he's, yeah, he's so beaten down by this race too. Yeah. He's, I think it's just, he's just used to it. Yeah. The difference between um, Kyle and, and Brad is that Brad is always like right there. Yeah. And Kyle just isn't usually. <laughs> yeah, Brad's he's, always he's in the, the running, but he's never really close to winning the thing. Yeah, Brad's always in the hunt to, yeah. to win this race. And it's, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, man, what a, I don't know. I, I, I just, I said, I said my piece on this wreck. You know, I, I don't like it. I really don't. And I know people love this rules package, but the way this rules package is and the way the rules are in the sport, Every Daytona 500 is going to be 
a demolition derby at the end and whoever yeah. can survive it is, is going to be the one who wins these races. It seems like, well, and I feel like the reason that we got the wreck that we got on lap 14 was because we didn't have the clash on the big track. Yeah. It's just impatience as well. Right. We I mean, it was inex inexperience and impatience. We didn't have that race to test where the limits are, where it doesn't and Larry matter. Max and, said it. Yeah. Larry, Larry Max said, these guys have had one hour yep. on the track and, and the, the duels don't, do, they don't do it because that race you're trying Smaller to protect packs. your car. Yep, exactly. Small packs. Well, and we you, had some wrecks in the duels, yeah. but nothing, nothing like that. But you're trying to protect your car in those races. Whereas in the clash, you don't care. And yeah. so that's where you get to test where the limits are. And a lot of times we see a wild clash and we see a Daytona 500. That's much calmer, much better until the end when all hell breaks yeah. loose every year. Um, well, and you, and you get a guy like Chris bell who is in a really good piece of equipment. I mean, that car looked like it was bad fast yeah. and he's just doesn't have the seat time here that yeah. some of these other guys do, you know, and it, and it leads to, you know, a situation like he had on, on that first caution where, you know, he probably could have done something a little bit different had he had a little bit more experience in the seat. Right. Um, versus, you know, if that, like Brad Keselowski, Kyle Busch, those guys aren't making that same mistake. Right. That, that bell did. And, and again, though, Eric, I don't think it was all bells fault. I just think he was the wrong driver in the wrong situation. Yep. You know, I agree. And that's just Daytona. That's Daytona and Talladega. That's what we got. And that's what we're going to, that's what we're going to see. Especially with no practice, yeah, all right. <laughs> you know. Um, couple of people to point out here. Um, obviously, Michael McDowell with the win. Austin Dillon as our points leader now in the Cup Series uh, with a third place finish. Uh, yep. Ryan Priest, you know, wasn't sure if he was going to race. No charter. Great race. Finishes Great sixth. Um, how about eighth and ninth, James? Yeah, man. Spire Motorsports. Two cars yep, in the they top survived. 10 of the Daytona 500. They stayed. Yep. They, Jamie McMurray had a little bit of trouble earlier in the in the day. But, yep. I mean, you got Jamie McMurray two years since he's driven. And, uh, you know, he's still good. Still yep. good at these places. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Corey LaJoy, that's a great run for that team. Yep. Great run. Great run. Um, Kyle Larson, first race back in a car in almost a year, finishes 10th. Top 10. Yep. Uh, not a lot of uh, – did you notice that he was very much – uh, not mentioned yeah. during the Daytona 500. He wasn't mentioned. Right? He wasn't in front of cameras much. Yeah, Fox kept it very quiet, but there had a lot of, uh, and I wonder a little bit too, there was a lot of advertising around Bubba yeah. during the 500, and I just think Fox played it safe, which I, I, I think that was probably a, a good decision, but it definitely stood out to me. Yeah. Usually when you have a driver of that caliber coming back, they would get a lot of TV time, especially when they're up front and, and in the hunt. And yeah, I just feel like he didn't get it, which is, you know, that's what you're going to get. Right. Uh, that's what we're going to see moving forward. We mentioned Austin Sindrick. Uh, he finished 15th after being in that wreck, but Austin was good all day. He was right up front all day. I know um, I had him in my fantasy team and I benched him. You know, I didn't, I didn't actually go with him for the final lineup and I should have, I was bummed about that. He nice, had a good day. Nice, uh, nice expensive, uh, last lap for Penske with all. Yeah. Heck cards. yeah, it was dude. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, um, another one that I wanted to point out, he didn't get the finish uh, at all and obviously didn't run very long, uh, but really, really was impressing me in those, you know, early 13 laps was uh, Daniel Suarez in that uh, track house car. Yeah, um, they got something going there. He they was, got something going there. He was moving pretty good and he was making some good moves. And unfortunately, that put him in the right position to be involved in the big wreck. So, yeah, they're um, going to have a decent, um, you know, for what their team is, they're going to have a They're going to have a. I think they might have a decent year. He's a good driver. Yeah. He is a good driver. Yep. That guy can drive. Yep, I agree. Um, otherwise, I mean, I don't think anybody else really jumps out a whole lot. Bubba. Uh, yeah, Bubba, Bubba stood out to me. Bubba finishes 17th. Yeah, he was he was right there. He was he was right up front all yeah. day. Um, worked really well with Denny Hamlin. Yeah. So. To, to see the first race for that team. Yeah, that was pretty uh, impressive. It's a great run for them. You, you expect them to. I mean, Eric, they've got speed in that car. Yeah. That showed me that that car can run. Yeah. So I mean, that's we'll, great to see. I think this weekend will be a really good test because Bubba's terrible on road courses. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he's driving, you know, a Denny I want to see him car. at uh, <laughs> Denny's yeah, exactly. road courses. Yeah. I want to see, um, you know, Atlanta and tracks like that yep. where let Vegas uh, to see where that team really is at. But I mean, that team wasn't meddling around in the in the mid pack. That was no. a contender. That was one of your t I think he was one of your 10 legit contenders in this oh, yeah. race. Yep. The only yep. thing they were, that I, they saw, were there. I saw maybe a little too much aggressiveness out of him. 
Oh, um, I, and I think I think he's going to struggle with that too, Eric, because yeah. he's got, you know, he's got the equipment now, so he's he was um, making a lot of and a lot moves. of pressure. He's making riskier pressure. moves than he should, I think. Yeah. Well, it's like you know, I think for him, this is similar to when he was driving for Kyle Busch in the trucks. He's yeah. got the stuff. Yep. I think he's got the stuff. Well, so. and he feels like he's got to prove it too. Well, and there's a lot of pressure on that guy, man. That might be where the problem is, though. A lot of people hate that guy. A lot oh, of people yeah. love that guy. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on with Bubba outside of the race car, outside of the racetrack, and I think uh, that's going to weigh on, on him a little bit, and it, it may cause him some added stress, you know, for some of these races where you know could get could you know be a little bit of a distraction, maybe. I don't know, but right. yeah, you're right. He was definitely pressing, and he wanted that stage win um, in stage two because he was he was trying to sneak it out of there, but um, you know, I thought it was a great, great showing for that team. You knew, you know, that's one of the things you, you, that you can say for a new team is when you know they're there, right? They they stand out to you. That's that's a good showing, and and we definitely knew the twenty three was out there. Yeah, I mean, he was a top five car all day. Yep. Um, Certainly. Do you think if uh, Kaz Grala could see the outside of his car and see what we saw, would he have gone back out on the track with the back end <laughs> of the car on fire? No, I don't think so. <laughs> That was yeah. that was something. The NASCAR officials can't step away from it for more than three minutes, three seconds, for before it bursts back into flames and they send him out. Like, come on, yeah. guys. I know, I know. <laughs> hey, Led ten laps though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have to ask you this one too, really quick. Um, Chase Briscoe. Okay, not a not a great day. He got he blew that tire and it ripped the fender off, and that was pretty much the end of Chase's day. Yep. Um, the Panda Express stop in between the rain delay playing with fire a little bit. <laughs> yeah, maybe I, yeah. I mean, I don't think I would have made that stop. Um, if you're going to be in a car for three hours, I don't know if Panda express is the right, uh, is the right place to stop. That killed me, man. When I saw that, that was, he got, he got some, uh, some good publicity for that little stunt. Yeah. So let me see if I can find it real quick here. And his wife was the one who posted it. Marissa Briscoe. Okay. Um, so yeah, they were on ESPN. I saw that, and uh, I saw other some other people made that made that joke that I just made. But man, he was definitely that's a that's a dicey food decision. <laughs> but I guess you know he had a six hour rain delay to to deal with it. So, so Adam Stern tweets. Um, so Ross Chastain made a McDonald's stop as well, and uh, Tyler Reddick stopped at Cheddar's Kitchen. And Adam Stern tweets that McDonald's earned about fifty two thousand dollars in social media value from Ross Chastain's rain delay visit. Well, there you go. Panda Express got around $40,000 in value from Chase Briscoe's and Cheddar's Kitchen got about 20000 from Tyler Reddick's <laughs> visit. So That Panda cool. Express one, I think, has got to be a little bit more than that <laughs> at this point. That, that thing caught fire. Yeah. <laughs> Not a, I'm making a, there's a couple of puns there. Right. I'm just going to let it go. Right. I'm just going to let it go. Right. Yeah. We have a Panda Express not too far from us here. And uh, yeah, you we, do. Yeah. We've eaten it at it a few times and uh, you know, the food's not bad, but uh, yeah, you uh, probably would not want to <laughs> run 500 miles or 490 miles after that, after eating it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's just dangerous. That's all. That's yeah. all we're saying. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we almost could have a Tony Stewart incident. So. Well, I mean, he's driving the 14. He is. So he is. Yep. Yeah. Not like that car's not been crapped in before. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. I just put it right out there. There it is. Um, all right. I love, I love the Tony Stewart story around Watkins Glen that nobody, nobody will say what happened. Everybody just beats around the bush on it. We all know we what happened. Know what happened. It's okay. It's okay. I think he's actually come out and said it once. I, I think he I'd has have to too, find it. Yeah. But uh, I mean, yeah. God, that was that was 16 years ago now or whatever. So, yeah, whatever. Right. Uh, let's see here. We had 22 lead changes among 13 drivers in this race. Um, certainly not a record, but uh, it shows uh, shows a little bit more excitement than what I think we actually saw on the track. Uh, seven cautions for 40 laps uh, in this one. So, um, yeah. And one big rain delay. One big rain delay. And uh, Michael McDowell in victory lane. So very cool. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, very, very cool. It's always fun to see a first time winner. It's always fun to see somebody who, you know, McDowell's been through a lot. He deserves it. Um, like I said, you know, we get fluke victories and stuff. And I don't consider this a fluke victory by any means. He's He's been there in the running. He's been in, up front in all these uh, super speedway races. Not a surprise. Just like I said, it's not supposed to happen. 
but pretty awesome that it did. That's so. a yeah, this is a life changer for Michael McDowell. He yeah. he doesn't have to win another race in his rest of his career. Um, but Eric, he was the guy who crashed for yeah. for the entirety of his 14 Cup seasons. Yep. And now he's a Daytona 500. Now he's forever known as Daytona 500 champion Michael McDowell. Yep. And that's just not enough said. I mean, right. enough said. That's what you want. Well, that's and, awesome. You know, a uh, friend of the show, listener Ben, uh, you know, pointed out to us that he thinks that uh, that front front row motorsports has something going this year. And I'll tell you what, a Daytona 500 victory will go a long ways oh, to helping a struggling exactly. organization. So, yeah, that was a great point by Ben, because, yeah, like I said earlier, looking at McDowell's average finish last year, I mean, it was four points or four spots better than what he's ever done. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they might have a little something here. Yep. This will um, definitely give them cooking. some momentum. Well, they're, they're in the playoffs, and you and I are both wrong in our predictions already. Yeah, so exactly. Completely he's, killed he's got a He's got a playoff spot. He's good at he's good at road course. I mean, Eric, looking at the playoff schedule, we've yeah. got the Roval. We've got Talladega. Um, why not Michael McDowell sneaking up to maybe the top 10 for, yep. by the time this whole thing's said and done? I mean, yep. he could. He could <laughs> it's a, Now, that right there is a long shot. Yeah. But regardless i mean they've got all season to prepare for for 10 races now which is great so, for them so the question that i have is okay so your front row motorsports previous to this mm-hmm. this is the last year with this car you're going to a new car next year that's supposed to make everybody a lot more even where are your resources going before the daytona 500 are they going to this car or are they going to the new car and now that you've won the daytona 500 when other people are putting resources towards next year's car do you now yeah. shift gears and put all your resources in this well car? i think I think what you do here, Eric, is you've got the two front row teams. You put everything with the current gen car to the 34 and everything else. I mean, the, the, what is it? 36 or the 38. Yeah. Um, yeah. The 38 with the sauce and yep. the Alfredo. Um, you, unfortunately for Anthony Alfredo, I think you take resources away there and everything goes to that 34 car. Yeah. I think you're right. And then you, and then you try to you you basically operate as a one car team with a satellite, and then you've got your you know then you start planning for next year. I think you just gotta. But you know what though, Eric? They've got extra money in the bank now. Yeah, a they bit do. Of, a little bit of spending cash, you know, a couple million bucks for winning the Daytona 500. So yeah. can't hurt. Um, for that team, it goes a long way. Yeah. That money goes a long way. Yeah, you're team. gonna see that a lot more positive from that than you would if like JGR got the win. So for sure, yeah. You, yeah, you won't notice that extra definitely... money flowing into JGR, but you'll notice it flowing in the front row. Oh, hell yeah, you will. Yep. I mean, this is this is the type of thing like, you know, Hendrick winning at at Martinsville, you know, back in the day with with Jeff Lodine, you know, a race away from being gone. I mean, front row is not at that point, but this this could be a boost to make them, a, you know, a top notch yep. team. So. Yeah. Yeah. So this is uh, and this is front row's second career win. They've got that David Reagan win yep. um, also at Talladega a few years back. So um, that yeah, one probably I mean, they, did they, not pay this much. <laughs> no, it did not. But I mean, hey, I they've think, got two ba- I think two they're strong. They're they're a stronger organization now than they were then too. So this is going to go longer, a longer. Well, and you too. you know when uh, when you have people that when we can actually do stuff in person again and can start visiting these shops, you've got a Daytona 500 trophy to show yep. off. Which is, I mean, yeah. how cool is that, man? It's I mean, awesome. it's it's awesome. It's great for those guys. Totally awesome. All right, so let's talk some news. Not a whole lot going on this week. Uh, Las Vegas Motor Speedway announces that they're expecting to have limited fans. I uh, don't really know how many fans we're going to have yet, but it looks like there will be people in the seats at Vegas. Um, so that's that's it cool. Is the, yeah, it is the Wild West out in Vegas, baby. Yeah. So. I mean, I will say that, you know, the early shots from the stands at Daytona before the rain, um, you know, I know there were only supposed to be 30,000 or whatever there, but they were pretty Did it stress you out? For, Did it stress you out a little bit? It stressed me out a little bit. A little bit. I saw a lot of selfies uh, with people side by side. That yeah. stressed me out. I mean, a I bit. have family in in Florida, so I know what how Florida is viewing COVID. Um, but yeah, it, it stressed me out a little bit. But hey, I'm not yeah. there, so I don't care. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, it's, yeah. We didn't. There was yep. there was plenty of social distancing after the rain. We'll just say that. There certainly was. Yes. <laughs> not a lot of people. Right. Um, and then uh, sad news we found out this week. Uh, former ESPN announcer, uh, personally, in my opinion, best in the business, Bob Jenkins. Uh, yeah, he's up there. He's right there. Scaling back some of his work this year as he is battling brain cancer, which is Yeah, it awful. sucks, man. man. Yeah. There, Bob Jenkins has, Eric, I mean, I, I know we've talked about this in the past a, f- a handful of times, but um, you can close your eyes if you've been <laughs> watching NASCAR long enough and you can hear Bob Jenkins' mm-hmm. voice. Yep. You know, 
Bob he's Jenkins what got one is of those what I judge every NASCAR broadcaster. Arnie on. Hall, Bob Jenkins, yeah. uh, those are the Mike. Jo- I, I throw Mike Joy in there. Mike Joy is uh, there now. now. He was. Yeah. yeah, he's Mike Joy's always been good. Um, yeah, but, but yeah. Bob Jenkins, Bob Jenkins, and Barney Hall, those guys were. They're they're two of the guys in their own category. There they're, was they're... not a better booth than Bob Jenkins, Benny Parsons, and and Ned Jarrett. That's damn yeah. That that's was damn the booth, right. man. Yeah. I mean, yep. Ken Squire's excellent. You know, Mike yeah, Joyce Ken was great, great but Ken they're great. not those three. Those three were just great. Yep. Yeah, I hate it for I hate this for Bob, but praying for him. You know, you know we can. Hey, we we've seen bigger comebacks. Yeah. This guy can do it. Yep. Bob uh, can do it. For those who don't know, he's been doing PA at uh, Indianapolis Motor Speedway for um, several years, pretty much since he retired. So um, yep. you could still hear his voice there for the Indy 500 and uh, any on-track uh, stuff um, going on at Indy. So that was yeah, – I could always we... hear him in the background, and you just – you hear that voice, and it's like, oh, that's Bob Jenkins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and a mentor. I saw uh, Marty Smith um, was uh, – a lot of the people in the NASCAR – uh, realm um just tweeting out and saying many kind things about bob yeah. jenkins and how he's helped them along in their career um uh, marty being one of them we love marty and mcgee and um I, i'm sure he's touched a lot of people's lives in in the garage area on, on the media side yeah all right uh with that we go this weekend we take a nice long trip from daytona to daytona <laughs> <laughs> for the daytona yes. road course Speed weeks. Um, we'll just call it speed weeks. Yeah, exactly. It can still be speed weeks. That's that, that's yep. right. Um, yep. We did. Uh, Denny Hamlin broke some news this week that we're getting some turtles. We are getting the turtles. Uh, not surprising there. They're making some uh, adjustments to the bus stop on the back stretch, putting some turtles in, keep the cars out of the dirt. Uh, I think that sucks. I I like them being in the dirt. I like yeah. That. I I think NASCAR wants to save the dirt for uh, Bristol. Yeah, I, I I do too, and it's probably the right decision. But I like seeing these guys thrown for a loop. So, yeah, I'm disappointed. But uh, the turtles can make things exciting, too. So, <laughs> yeah, they can. <laughs> so with that, we are uh, we are road course picking this week, James. And because. Oh, boy. Oh, well, let me hold on. Let me pull up the uh, pull up the numbers. I didn't pull up the numbers. Uh, James got his butt kicked this week on picks. Well, we wait till we get, wait till we talk about fantasy. Here. Yeah, I know. I, we're, I'm just going <laughs> to skip over fantasy. So really, really, James didn't get his butt kicked too bad because he really only had one pick that went awry. Um, and, and it's not his fault because it was a great pick. Um, so basically, I am ahead of James 87 to 42 on points. Um, and the big swing was uh, James picked Ryan Blaney for the cup race. Um, I picked Kyle Bush and Blaney only got seven t- points. Kyle got twenty five. Blaney um, hurt me in so many ways. And then my so the ways. one that really that that solidified it for me was John Hunter Nemechek in the truck series. He got 47 yeah, points. Uh, Matt yeah. Crafton for James got 22. So Crafton got wadded up on the last lap. And all I kept thinking was, <laughs> dang it, there goes my points. Well, I, I had was, some points coming. I was struggling. You had these, me beat. I was struggling yeah, in the Xfinity race because I want, I was cheering for Noah Gregson because I like Gregson and I know he's good at those at those super speedways, but I didn't want him to win. I didn't want to beat Haley because I didn't want James to get the points. I know, and I was gonna. <laughs> you know what's funny is in my head I was gonna take Austin Cindric for the Xfinity race, and I thought, no, I'm gonna take Gregson again. And <laughs> I screwed myself. I I had Cindric for my fantasy lineup and everything. I just benched him all the way across the mm. board. What a what a loser I am. Yeah, Jeez. I don't know what you're thinking. Oh, it's terrible. So since you lost last week, James, you get to get first pick again this week. So that's the advantage you get. And uh, yeah. so the, I think the toughest pick is the trucks. Um, yep. I think the other two are pretty easy picks. There's a couple guys yep. that are pretty, pretty good at both of those. Um, I think I'm going to have an easy pick, even picking second. But uh, who's your pick for the trucks, James? On, I'm going to uh, go. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go Friday night Shel- and possibly in the rain. <laughs> possibly in the rain, which you know, could shake things up. Yeah. Uh, I'll take uh, defending road course winner at Daytona, Sheldon Creed. Nice. Yes, I will take Sheldon Creed. That is a good pick. I am yes. going to go with John Hunter Nemechek just based on past experience in road course. Yeah, he's going to be a problem this year, man. Yeah. Yeah. So stick with that pick. He did win all last week. Uh, Xfinity Series. This one should be pretty easy, right? Who are you picking? I'm not going to. Yeah, I am not going to let myself uh, <laughs> do this do this to myself again. I will take Austin Sindrick this time. I do not want to 
get my butt kicked on the Xfinity series again. So yeah. Give well, me, give I'm me gonna, Cindric. I'm going to take the next logical choice then, and I'm going to go with AJ Allmendinger. Yeah, man. I was wondering if you were going to go there because I was eyeballing him too. Yeah. It, but I'm gonna go, it was, I'm gonna it was go with... tough, but I listened to an interview today, um, and uh, and AJ said, you know, everybody's calling on him to win this race, but he reminded everybody that Cindric won last year. And uh, so beast at I, the road course. Cindric would have been my first pick, but I knew you were going to take him. Yeah, I had AJ. I was eyeballing AJ, though. <laughs> I was eyeballing him. I probably know who you're going to pick for Cup as well. Who's your pick for the Cup Series? Well, I was going to say Chase. Oh, um, you're going to make it difficult on me. I'm going to have to choose. Uh, yeah. I um, just, boy, and I'm thinking about this stupid clash, too. Um, I won't take Chase. He's got to lose one of these eventually. So give me Denny Hamlin. Okay. Give me Denny Hamlin. Well, I am not. We're both idiots because neither of us are going to take Chase. We're I'm terrible. Not, yeah, this is not good. I'm not going to take Chase either because the reason I'm not going to take Chase, James, is because if we look back at the clash, which I know we probably shouldn't get too caught up in the clash, but there's also some trends leading into that that make this a good choice, too. So if you look back to the clash, there was one driver that made two big mistakes. One, <laughs> he drove through the chicane under caution, which I think is ridiculous that it was a penalty, but hey, it's it's a penalty. And then he spun himself out in the dirt. Well, the dirt's gone, and he ain't making a chicane mistake again. Martin Truex Jr., man. Yeah, there you go. I like that pick. So he was good. He, he was bad. He, he would have won. He was. He was. It, there would not have been a battle. It wouldn't have been Denny Hamlin and Ryan Blaney going into that last turn if Truex wouldn't have wrecked. Yeah, Truex was I mean, Ch- yeah, Ch- Chase and Blaney, right? Yeah, Chase. Chase and Blaney. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Chase and Blaney. Yeah, no. Yeah, I like Denny Hamlin's speed. I really liked in the clash. Yeah, uh, but Truex was yeah, Truex was really good too. Well, but yeah, we're both gonna we're both gonna lose to Chase Elliott. Well, and you have to is... consider too. You know, we saw a lot of things in the clash that we're not gonna see in this race. Um, you know, the pit strategy because of where the cautions fell and everything. You're just not gonna see that stuff um, in this race. So it's gonna be it'll be different. It'll be different than what we saw in the clash. So. Yeah. Um, but I'm pretty I'm pretty happy with my choices. I think you got some good picks there too. I don't. I, I think yeah, it's gonna be close think, this uh, week. I think I went mostly chalk except for the cup race. I yeah. mean, you, I, t- I think I took the, I think I took the best two um, in the, in the lower series t- yeah, as well. So. I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how it plays out. I got a long way to go. I got a lot of work to do to catch up to you now. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to take off my headset, walk across the room, go to the bathroom or ah. something while you talk about fantasy league. Cause I don't want to hear it. <laughs> we'll keep it quick. We'll keep it quick. Um, I do want to say before we get started on the fantasy league though, really quick. Um, thank you. We have yeah. a really big league uh this year so uh, i know you and i did a little bit of a social media push uh last week no you um, did a social media push and i clicked the retweet button well that's fine but (laughs) (laughs) but uh no thank you to everybody who um who came out and joined our league uh we've got we've got uh 13 that earned points so we've got two guys i'm gonna give you guys um jay went and justin 713 i'll give you guys one more race if you get your picks in um, if you don't score any points this week, I'll, I'll boot you. But other than that, we've got, uh, yeah, we've got 14, 14 guys. Yeah. 13 guys, um, in this league, Eric, you didn't finish last. The points yeah. got adjusted. So I... Eric finished 12, <laughs> Eric finished 12. Uh, I, I finished my, eight. I was done on lap done 14. 14. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> God. Um, our, our winner, our points leader though, the Daytona 500 champion is my buddy, Ian, Mr. Consistency. He scored two Oh four. And uh, he, all he said was, I picked the favorites. So I don't know what that means, but. I don't know. I thought I picked a lot of favorites. And they all ended up wrecked and sitting in the Eric, bottom of turn some, three. We got some names in here. And I think I know who this guy is. Uh, Shut Up Roger. Oh, nice. We got Shut Up Roger in the league. Nice. Um, you know who you are. I don't know if he actually listens to the podcast or not, but we know, we know Roger. Yeah. Um, and then our, uh, our buddy, Freddy Freight Train and, and Ranger, they're right next to each other, sixth and seventh. So yeah, we've got a. We got a couple of good ones in here. Green Eggs and Hamlin. That's a new addition That's to the to the one. league. I love that name. Yeah, yeah Green I, Eggs and Hamlin. I have not even looked at who's in the fantasy league yet. So let me go. Yeah, in we got see Rusty W games. number two. We got Ra- uh, Raging Redneck Racing, um, and then Fast to the cl- Fast to the Grass is another one. Who f- that's who finished second uh, at the five hundred. Nice. Um, we had four guys who were really nipping at it for the for the win there. Um, with uh with with mr consistency but mr consistency uh is consistent and gets it's the it's the win that's awesome green eggs and hamlin that is the best name right there that's really good yeah that's I really love good. that that's good really stuff. creative nice work nice work yep good stuff all right uh anything we missed we get it all i think oh, so shout outs. we didn't do shout outs 
Well, I was going to say, we can use our, I was going to use my shout out time. You and I both watched the, uh, the Earnhardt doc. Yeah, on you're going the same way I was going. So dude, well, I figured we're both going to have it. So yeah. let's talk about it real quick. How good was that piece? So I'll tell you what I have, I can, I can do the Earnhardt stuff all day long. Um, you know that I, I'm a, I'm a journalist. I, I'm, you know, eat that type of stuff up. I mean, obviously it was a really sad thing, but I can, I could read about it all day long. I even went, James, I downloaded the NASCAR report and read through half of that last night. Yeah. Um, the 380 yeah. pages of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. which I'd read before. Um, but I flipped through it again last night. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, j- just Jordan Bianchi had a great, had a great piece on the athletic. I've not yep. read through the three part, uh, Ryan McGee series yet on ESPN. Um, but did watch four parter four parter. Four okay. parter. Yeah. Yeah. He did. If he did a fourth part, that was just as good as the documentary. I think I watched the documentary. I listened to the podcast. Uh, I listened to the clips from Marty and McGee. Uh, thanks to James for sending me both of those. Otherwise I'd yeah, never Yeah. Them. He was on. Uh, so if anybody wants to listen to those, it was ESPN daily. And then the Marty and McGee podcast feeds. There's two different uh, Marty or uh, Ryan McGee um, interviews on there talking yeah. about Dale and, and a little bit about the doc. Um, some of it crosses over, obviously, uh, but still, the, the doc is so Yeah, you good. know, I would recommend, so, I think, watching the documentary before you listen to I think so. the ESPN yeah, I was too excited with because I was too excited. it did kind of ruin some parts of the documentary because I'd already heard them, and I'm sitting there going, did I hear that already? I think I heard that already. And well, and if you're new, so if you're, if you're listening to our podcast and you're new to NASCAR, for example, um, this is a great history lesson, yeah. too. I mean, the whole thing is just... Uh, Eric, we, we forget, you and I forget, you know, now that Dale's been gone 20 years this week, tomorrow, tomorrow he's been yeah. gone 20 years. Uh, Jimmy Johnson raced his entire cup career in that span. Yeah. Never raced against Dale. Started yeah. started at the end of 2001 and, and retired last year. Yeah. Um, it's just crazy when you think about and it. The and only how... driver in the Daytona 500 this year that was in the Daytona 500 in 2001 was Kurt Busch. Yep. That's crazy, isn't it? Isn't yeah. that nuts? Absolutely. Crazy. I mean, that's how much a generation I, I, has gone by since Earnhardt died. Yeah, and he's still his shadow still yeah. um still looms over yeah. the sport and 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 not to give that I don't think we want to give too much of the doc away. I think we want people to go and watch that. Go to ESPN Plus or wherever um you can find it on ESPN. I know they're doing a lot of replays on it, but yeah, I don't um, think you need an ESPN Plus subscription to watch it either. No, I don't think so. I, I don't think so. But I do have one, um, but I, I did not think i had to log in to see it it's so. it's just a great it, t- it takes a different spin on it because it comes it comes at you from the safety aspect it goes yep. into everything beforehand uh yeah well i mean it starts with on. ryan newman it starts with newman it does crash. starts with newman yep so um you know and i i enjoyed bianchi's piece too because jordan went through and talked to a lot of the media members that were he did. there at the it was time. a great it was another great take right it was well and it so fascinated good. me because i've been you know involved in a way in the NASCAR media for the last five years or so. So to me, these guys have been there forever that are there now, but they weren't. I mean, a lot of them weren't there back then. And the ones that were, were in completely different roles, even like, you know, Marty and McGee were both in completely different roles back then. They were nobodies at the time, you know, when when they were young, young up and comers still. Yeah. I mean, now they could get anywhere and get anybody in the, in the series, but you know, McGee couldn't get interviews with Earnhardt, you know, or or Marty couldn't. So, I mean, it was, uh, it's, it's just an interesting take and it's just, it's crazy for me to think that it was 20 years ago. Um, it just, it doesn't seem like it, but at the same time, it seems like it was so long ago, James. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I remember that day I, I had to, uh, I was, uh, I, I planned to watch the races. I do the 500 every year, wanted to watch it. And back then, you know, you, you watch races live back then. If you recorded yeah, them, you, you recorded did. them on a VHS tape and you hope that you recorded the whole thing and you had to wait till the race was over to start watching it, you know? And so I was watching it live and I had, my mom had to go, I had to take my mom somewhere like an hour away. And so I left in the middle of the race and I was listening to it on the radio and the, the big wreck with Tony Stewart and everything happened on my way home. And mm-hmm. I got home just as they were getting ready to go back to green for the last 21 laps or whatever. So I saw the end of the race live. Me too. Yep, me too. And I was a kid. Yeah. I was yeah. just a, I couldn't drive. I remember that. I wasn't even a – I was still in eighth grade. Yeah, you're, I wasn't even a freshman. You were young, and I was driving, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. And, you know, I remember, you know, I was – Remember where I was? I was playing NASCAR whatever, one of the games on my computer when the news report came on and they announced that he'd passed away and – 
just, I mean, yep. it, it was, and, and you know, when you watch that wreck, you knew the wreck didn't seem bad, but you knew from what everything that happened afterwards that it wasn't good. Yeah. Um, and so uh, it was surprising, but not when the announcement was made. And I mean, it, again, just, you know, read some of the pieces. There's all kinds of stuff. There's probably yeah, be more to the pods. Yeah. Um, I it, think one of the most haunting things for me, I, I'd like to, you know, I guess one more nugget for people to, uh, I guess, entice you. I don't know if this yeah. is, if this does or not. Um, but during one of the podcasts and, and forgive me, I can't remember which one, Eric, it might've been, it might've been on Marty and McGee. Um, Brian McGee talked about, um, that when Newman had his accident last year, it was him. And he said two or three other reporters had the same feeling. Mm -hmm. And he said, he hasn't had that feeling since the two thousands when we lost Kenny Irwin and Tony Roper and Adam Petty. He said that was, and at that time it was commonplace for him to have that feeling. And he almost quit, almost quit motorsports because of what happened. And Mm -hmm. and he said, when Newman had that accident, he said, all these reporters didn't know what to do. Yep. They were looking at him like, what do we do? We don't know what to do. And and unfortunately, Ryan knew um, at that time. He, he, he just kind of had just kind of the instincts crept back into his body of, um, you know, what happened with Dale. Yep. And and it's and it's, you know, it's crazy that nobody's died in, in the top three series since then. Yeah. And, and it's just and, and that's the doc. I mean, that and it goes into why. That's and, the thing and, is you guys that that have been in the sport and have been here since you know, before or since after Earnhardt passed away, you know, we, there was a period we went through where every wreck that year was, was terrible. Every wreck was potential. Yeah. There's, there's a great yep. documentary on YouTube that you can find called three before February. Um, that goes through the Tony yeah. Roper, um, Kenny Irwin and, and Adam Petty deaths. Um, and, and you know, all the warning signs leading up to Earnhardt's death. You know, we lost Neil Bonnet. fracture, right? Yep. We lost Neil Bonnet. It turns out that same injury was what, um, you know, almost killed Ernie Irvin. Uh, yeah. Ernie was, shows, Ernie was, pretty, was, how was the lucky one. Freaking lucky. He was to have, uh, you know, an ER great ER doc at the track that could save his life. Um, yep. you know, yeah. Ernie talks about that in his book. Yeah. Um, how close he really was to death, but I mean, Ernie, Ernie was a lucky one. Clifford Allison, uh, you know, Neil Bonnet, Rodney Orr, these, all these deaths, the same injury yep. that we didn't at the it's, time, they always reported it was head injuries. They died from head injuries. Yeah. Well, nobody realized it was the same head injury. And it's, it's so haunting, Eric, to know that I'm trying not to give too much of the docs doc right. away, but the Hans devices that are such commonplace now in NASCAR that they were all sitting in a warehouse since yeah. 1991 and could have saved all of these, all of these drivers. Yep. Um, I mean, I remember that year 2000. I remember, I remember where I was when Kenny and Adam died. Mm-hmm. I was doing the same exact thing because they were in New Hampshire and I, I was in my driveway playing basketball both times. <laughs> and, uh, my mom came out and told me like, Hey, Kenny Irwin died. And then a little bit later it was Adam Petty. I, you know, and it was just like, wow, I, I just couldn't believe it. Even as a kid, you know, yeah, it's impressionable on you that that happened. And then when it happened to Dale, Mm-hmm. It was just like shocking, just that, completely shocking. That was when you knew things were going to change and they did. And, you know, we've, we've come a long ways and, uh, you know, McGee, saved a lot of lives. McGee pointed out that there's been, you know, people, I think it was McGee, it was Marty or McGee. I can't remember which one said it, that, you know, there were people have said over the years is NASCAR too safe. It's too safe. And, uh, those people that have said that haven't said that since last February. Nope. Because we yeah, got a reality check boy. <laughs> We got a glimpse that it, you know, well, Newman talks about, he talked about it this week. You know, he's, he's got that car in his shed. He's got the helmet. He says, if you looked at that helmet and you look at that car, um, he shouldn't be here. And yeah. He says also, uh, you know, if I was racing with the nineties technology or yeah. whatever, um, I wouldn't be here. And, and he said, I'm only here by millimeters as it is, yep. which is just, I mean, <laughs> Man, so many great nuggets. I, I really, yeah. if you're listening to us on this podcast, do yourself the favor and just go and consume this stuff because it's a great education. And um, and probably, Eric, you know, this is probably the biggest moment in the history of the sport. Yeah. Biggest thing that's ever happened in the oh, history of the sport. By far. By yeah. far. Yep. It's not even close. It was, it was worldwide news. Yep. I mean, it was worldwide news. When I mean, he passed. he's the, he was seven-time champion. Um, you know, one of the winning greatest personality car, greatest person. I mean, he was the sport. He was, he was the sport and, yeah. you know, I mean, it just, it, it changed NASCAR. There are 
Yeah. We lost a lot of fans when he died. Changed auto racing. Yeah. Changed a lot. Changed a lot. And, and Eric, guys like him, when they pass away, there's not that many of them, but they pass away before it's their time. And, you know, Dale, Dale had a lasting legacy with it the safety wasn't. thing. And, and that's, that's the funny thing, though, is it wasn't before his time. That's well, the I mean, thing with Dale. Again, I don't, I don't want to give away any of this stuff or too much of this stuff, but Dale was like, he was doing interviews leading up to the 500 about how he it's was haunting. finally happy. He's haunting. It's he, completely haunting. He, I mean, I feel so bad for him in that his dreams did not come through because you know that he wanted Dale Earnhardt Incorporated to be for Junior. He wanted to run Dale Earnhardt Incorporated afterwards. And when he passed away, that all went to hell, of course. And we all know the story. If you don't, you know, do some research on it. Um, so it, it's sad that his, his vision didn't get to live out. Um, but yeah, I mean, the guy was finally satisfied with where he was. And yeah, like you said, it's haunting. It's, it's yeah, just com- completely yeah. haunting. And, so. and, you know, guys like that should live into their, you know, yeah. you want them to live into their eighties. And, um, you know, I, I hadn't, hadn't felt that in a while. And then Kobe passed away last year. Right. And that's another, another person who's just way too young and it's just, man. So yeah, I have a, a question for you and I don't, I don't mean for this to take, you know, a 20 minute conversation afterwards, like we ought to do. Um, okay. But so Dale Earnhardt, what's his biggest legacy? What What is the bigger legacy for Dale Earnhardt? Is it the seven champions? Is it all the wins? Is it the period of, of holding NASCAR on his shoulders and bringing NASCAR to where it, where it went? Um, or is it after his death and all the safety enhancements that came as a result? Yeah. I mean, I what's think the bigger I te- legacy? <laughs> yeah. I think I texted you this. It's, um, it's th- it's the safety. Yeah, I think so too. He, yeah, I think he because Eric, it's twenty years how many later. Lives, now. <laughs> he saved so many lives. Yeah, his his death prevented. Um, <laughs> his death countless, made it countless. possible for the Daytona 500 winner this year to win the Daytona 500. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, Michael McDowell would not have survived that wreck at Texas. Changed the. Eric, he didn't change the course of NASCAR history. He changed the course of auto racing history Yeah, with his death. And yep. that's, um, that's massive. I mean, that's massive. Yep. It's, you know, he has great as he was and, and it all, it all plays a role. It, it's all one thing, but the biggest, right. the biggest thing of Dale Earnhardt, when you think of Dale Earnhardt, uh, you should think of safety first, right? Right after that mustache of his, Yep. <laughs> you, think, you think of safety first, that Cheshire grin is what everybody was saying that, that grin, man, that, yeah, I that, love when uh, every time, every once in a while, you'll see Junior do it, but mm-hmm. or you know, Je- uh, Jeffrey Earnhardt ha- has it a little bit too, and Carrie. Well, and you hear, but you, yeah, those are those Earnhardts. You heard Marty McGee talk about. I think Marty was the one talking about it. That whole come and grab you by the back of the neck thing, and you just Earnhardt. Yeah. I've never. I mean, I never witnessed it. I never had it happen to me with Earnhardt. But Earnhardt to me is that. That's that would be he's he's that type of guy. He's that grab you by the yep. neck guy. That's hurt your neck a little bit, you know. That. Yeah. Yep. My my dad's that same type of guy, you know. Yep. Hasn't seen you in ten years and comes up and just rips on you and grabs you around the neck and yep. um that's the kind of that's that's what it reminds me of. I yeah, am those hard those hard dudes. I am bummed I never got to meet Earnhardt. Uh, you know, I Me too, man. Had a yep. had an opportunity once to go stand in line at one of the autograph sessions and meet him and passed up on it. Cause I didn't want to stand in line forever and yep. wish I'd have yep. done it. You know, I, I was not an Earnhardt fan for most of his career. Um, I wasn't an Earnhardt fan uh, towards. The I end wasn't either. Yeah. Glad and, I got to see him race. Yeah. Got to see him race. Yep. Um, I Earnhardt to me became like Jimmy Johnson. I, I began to appreciate him towards the end um, yep. of his career. You know, when he won that race at, at Talladega um, his last win in 2000, you know, I was I was cheering for him at that point. And, you know, I still stand by, you know, we, we had some great champions in the years following and Earnhardt was not a young pup anymore. But I think uh, I think Earnhardt may have been a contender for the 2001 championship. And who knows what could happen? If he who knows what could have happened? Yep. Yep. So. He was coming for it. He yep. wasn't messing around. Yep. Yeah. But it was it yeah, was I... weird to see Earnhardt on defense for the first time in his career at that day. Yeah, 500. You know. yep. never seen it before. Yep. That's what I. Th- that's why I. I always come back to that's another haunting piece of this is he was driving uncharacteristically, not Earnhardt. And... Well, and, and Mike Joyce says in in Bianchi's article that no, he wasn't. He was he was trying to win that race. But I'll tell you what, Junior, Steve Park, Michael Waltrip, they've all talked about how they had to sit down before that race, and that was the plan. They had a plan. They had a plan. So yep. I don't buy that. I think Earnhardt was defending. I think he was as well. 
He so. didn't want not want those cars to get up to Junior and Michael. He wanted those two to fight it out. Yep, I agree. Because Dale Dale had his 500. He he's done it all. He had done it all. 34 wins at Daytona. He had them. I do hope everything. that NASCAR NASCAR has been re-releasing old Daytona 500s, and they pretty much have every Daytona 500 around that one released. Yeah. And I would like to see them release that one because there are some videos on YouTube, but they're really low quality. That was a hell of a race, man. I mean, yeah, obviously the was. ending sucked, um, but the ending was actually great. Aside from Tony Stewart wreck was unbelievable. Well, and there were there were more lead changes in that one than had ever been in the 500 before. That arrow package was so good. Um, I mean, I I think I still argue that that was the best arrow package NASCAR ever had. Yeah, um, those years, those years around, yeah, 2000s. Yeah. No yellow yep. line rules. They're going right down to the grass, blocking and passing. It's just, it's good stuff. Go watch that race. Yeah. It's a good one. Yes, do it. Yep. Yep. So. All right. With that, James, if people want to talk to you about Earnhardt or anything else, where can they do that on social media? At James Cush on Twitter. You can find me at T Super Speedway on Twitter. You can find the podcast on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Super Speedway. Our website is thesuperspeedway.com. You can find uh, old episodes of the podcast, um, articles uh, from past races, photos from races. Uh, you can find the show notes with links to all the articles we discuss in the podcast uh, and much more. So check that out, thesuperspeedway.com. And you can find the podcast some new places, guys. We are moving up in the world. So you can find us, as always, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and SoundCloud. You can also find us on Spotify and Stitcher now as well. Although, last I checked, Stitcher wasn't working right. The show was there, but the episodes weren't. So I got yeah, I heard Google was uh, I heard Google was coming a day late, too. Yeah, the, I, I know I Google that. was behind because um, I was trying Hopefully to... Hopefully, it'll catch up, though. I, I think... I changed I the way I share it on social media, trying to put some links out there and make it a little easier for people. It seems to be working with the numbers, so... Yeah, um, awesome. That's good. That's great. Uh, so yeah, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, uh, wherever you heard us today. We hope you subscribe and nice. continue to listen. And if you want to become a part of the show, help us out, help us get to the track someday when COVID is over and we can actually go to the track again. Uh, you can do that at uh, Patreon.com/slash/TheSuperSpeedway. Sign up to become a patron. There's a couple different uh, tiers there that you can do. I probably should go back and look and see if anybody signed up because um, previously we had um, one. And uh, we really appreciate that one. He's very much appreciated. He knows he's appreciated. Um, but, uh, yeah, hopefully there's some more. That'd be kind of cool. But I haven't, I haven't seen. So, um, But, no, you no know, pressure. You know, we just enjoy doing this. We have fun doing it. I'm not begging you guys for money. Um, we'll do what we can with what we got. So, uh, until then, we'll be back next week to discuss the Daytona road course, break it all down, and uh, preview whatever the next race is. What is it? Atlanta? Did we go to Atlanta? No, Homestead we go next. To a, yeah. Yep, Homestead. Homestead. Got the Florida, yeah, the Florida swing right now. Yep, still in Florida. Atlanta, no COVID. So uh, we're back <laughs> next week to discuss that uh, and uh, and see how bad James loses in the in the picks next week. So thank you. Yeah, <laughs> and how bad I do in fantasy. So yes. um, with that, guys, we'll be back next week. Until then, let's go racing. Bedtime anyway. What are you guys on your tablet for? And it's bedtime in one minute. Uh, there's there's your Easter egg right there. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, what are you doing on that tablet? Are oh, you giving me a hug? <laughs> All right. See ya.